Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 42 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. My name is Eric, and this is one of those times that I'm really glad that my fingers and voice are the real physical inputs I use for creating these podcasts, as yours truly just suffered a broken foot on an adventure gone awry at a local park this weekend. But that won't keep me from producing another episode of this podcast, as today we are covering the issue highlights for week 22, released on May 31st, 2021. This week's issue was curated by the creator of Our Weekly, Wolfram Chin, with help from the Our Weekly team members and contributors. Well, speaking of health, the prevalence of real-time data collection opens many possibilities across many aspects of our daily lives. The world of health and fitness is another example, as high-tech wearables, and more recently even cell phones, collect a multitude of metrics such as heart rate, number of steps, and sleep rhythms, just to name a few. Many of the providers and companies creating web-based services and APIs behind these services may expose summary metrics on demand, but with the data being so personal, it would be great to obtain these data in their entirety to give us a chance to analyze these sets with our favorite techniques. Since 2014, Apple has been making key moves to become a bigger player in the overall health landscape, such as the development of HealthKit, now simply known as Apple Health, that enables many of their products, such as iPhones and, and Apple Watches, to track an array of health metrics as mentioned before. Last year on his blog, former Director of Institutional Research at Yale University, John Golden, documented the entire process of exporting his personal data collected in Apple's health app and in turn import the entire data set into R. What amazes me is the sheer volume of this data set. Over a couple years, the health app generated over 4 million rows of data across John's iPhone and Apple Watch, with the most frequent category related to heart rate and energy burn. The raw export is in XML format, and John leveraged the existing code snippets from other R users in the community who also analyzed their own health data to successfully convert the exports into tidy data frames via the XML package. Fast forward to this year, and John has authored a follow-up post addressing a not-so-subtle change in how Apple has defined resting heart rate. In a few visualizations powered by ggplot2, John illustrates that the longitudinal profile of his resting heart rate had a seasonal pattern from 2017 to early 2020, which wasn't too abnormal, but then towards the end of 2020, a rather substantial increase occurs. In a second visualization, John depicts the same data points, but with annotations of when the watch OS upgrades occurred. And sure enough, those increases occurred directly after watch OS was upgraded to version seven. Through some detective work, one can see Apple's updated language on resting heart rate and there are entire th threads on the Apple forums of other users trying to piece together these changes in their own health data in light of OS upgrades. 
In addition to resting heart rate, John also investigated the trends in the estimated rate of oxygen consumed during heavy exercise, otherwise known as VO2 max. Sure enough, there are clear spikes or declines in VO2 max after various upgrades to watchOS. Again, visualized clearly with ggplot2. Each of these examples paint a bigger picture of how Apple is transparent in certain areas, but not always as clear with how summary metrics are derived, especially in how they can change in various OS updates. Sometimes we need to dive a little deeper into the numbers and connect the dots ourselves, so to speak, on what could be behind various trends in the ever-expanding landscape of our own personal health metrics. And rounding out our highlights for today, the ever-dependable Joe Rickert was back at it again to compose his monthly top 40 new CRAN packages for the month of April. And I've picked out a few that piqued my interest. As a parent, I'm always keeping an eye out for ways I can use statistics and by proxy external data to help with my techniques of hopefully raising my two sons to be the best they can be and develop important skills academically and beyond, and hopefully not being as silly as their dad trying to be adventurous in a park. A new data package called Child Dev Data is a fascinating collection of anonymized microdata covering a wide assortment of child development metrics and milestones collected from 10 studies with over 10,000 unique children across those studies. With over 1 million assessments, there is a wealth of data ready for analysis and visualization. For those of you performing machine learning analyses, like we discussed a couple of weeks ago in episode 40, a promising new package called R Forestry provides a C++ and Fortran backend to efficiently compute honest random forests gradient boosting, and linear random forest. Lastly, if you wanted to harness R to touch up a few portraits or to make that huge literal apple you found in the orchard really pop, you might want to give the material modifier package a spin. The package contains intuitive functions to apply the desired effects with clear settings such as shine, stain, shadow, and aging. Who needs that expensive Photoshop program when your favorite statistical computing language can save you a bunch of money to do the same thing? Well, I better clarify that I am by no means a professional photographer or editor, so you might need to judge for yourself. These are just a few of the great new art packages Joe has curated, so be sure to check out the full post for the additional packages covering the spectrum of statistical research, visualization, and more. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. Our friendly leader of R Weekly has done another fantastic job with this release with more excellent resources to keep you busy and entertained, such as a data-driven approach to finding the best time to plant your new seeds outside, a spotlight on the R Ladies Philadelphia chapter, and even my recent adventures in slimming down my R and shiny Docker containers when I appeared on a recent live stream held by the fine folks at the new startup Slim AI. Have a fantastic week, 
And we'll be back with another batch of our weekly highlights. Well, as no broken foot's going to slow my voice down at least next week. <laughs>